a word from the Lord this morning as we continue this series that God has given us entitled Faith Under Fire. Faith Under Fire. This is the third of seven messages in this series. The scripture reference this morning is found in an iconic verse in the book of Job. One of uh, perhaps the one of the most quoted scriptures in Job and even perhaps so in the Old Testament and in the Bible. That is the 13th chapter of Job, one verse, verse 15. We're reading this morning from the New King James Version. Job chapter 13 and verse 15, one verse. Listen to this powerful word from the Lord through the mouth of Job. Job 15, Job said, though he slay me. Here's the word. Somebody just shout loud, yet will I trust him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. And the church that loves God's word said amen. amen. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. The series is entitled Faith Under Fire. This is a testimony. This is a, look at somebody and say, this is my testimony. And if God can do it, tell somebody, if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. Now you yeah, shake, shake those hands like you're transferring something. <laughs> transferring the anointing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at somebody and say, I still trust him. That's the message for this morning. I still trust him. It hasn't been easy, but I still trust him. Is there anyone in the house who can declare and decree that on the second day of June 2019, you still trust the Lord? <laughs> Come on, just wave those hands. I still trust him. Listen, it is, it is said, and I wholeheartedly agree with this, that every successful relationship has some very important things in common. One of those common traits, one of those common things in successful relationship is trust. Where there is no trust, I don't believe that there can be a successful relationship. Now, you can have a good relationship even if there is no lust. <laughs> I said, I don't know about that, Pastor. I even live long enough, <laughs> you figure it out. Amen. But there has to be trust. 
you can have a successful relationship where there is no money. Amen. But there has to be trust. I've known people with money and no trust. And the relationship fell apart. Trust is a common denominator, is a common ingredient that is found in all successful relationships. Trust as defined in Miriam Webster's dictionary as the belief that someone or something is reliable. The belief that something and someone is good, honest, effective. That's what trust is. Trust is believing that there is something good in this. Now listen, natural relationships need trust. That also applies. In fact, I will tell you that perhaps it applies even more so if we are going to have a successful, meaningful relationship with God. We must trust God regardless of the situation. It won't always be easy, but we must still trust God. Sick, still trust you. Broke, still trust you. Hurt, lonely, whew. but Lord, I still trust you. There are many various definitions from a spiritual perspective of trusting God. However, I believe that trusting God does not always mean that we expect everything in our lives to always go right. That is not trusting God. It does not mean that the Lord will and we expect him to exempt us from experiencing hardships or heartaches. That is not trusting God. Trusting God does not mean that we think that God ought to give us everything we ask for. You must understand that God is not your sugar daddy. God, God is not supposed to pay all your bills and make everything right in your life. Trusting God. Listen to this. I, I, I read many definitions, but this is one of them that stuck with me, Mother Jackson. It says, trusting God simply means to believe that whatever God decides to do is the right thing. Let me say that again. Trusting God is believing that whatever God decides to do, it is the right thing. It's having faith in the actions or the inactions of God even when we don't always understand why some of the most difficult things perhaps to deal with 
is not trying to figure out what God has done, but trying to rationale why God has not moved in a certain way. Ooh, can I preach to somebody? Some of the things we wrestle with, some of the things we struggle with, is trying to figure out, God, I, I prayed for the healing of my loved one, but yet they went on to be with you. Trying to figure out why would an 18-year-old die seven days before his graduation from Ridgeview High School. We don't always have all the answers, but we still must trust God. Ooh, uh, it was the angel of God who said, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? We've got to believe that God will do the right thing, even if it's not what we ask him to do. Preaching to somebody. Now, it's, it is so easy to dance and shout and say, Lord, I trust you when he answers your prayers. But what if, what happens when God is silent during a critical time in your life and you feel as if God did not respond the way you had desired that he would respond? Can you still say, God, I love you? Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe in you. Things will not always go the way we desire them. But we've got to trust God when we can't trace him. We have to trust God when our hearts are broken, when our spirits are crushed. We have to trust God when we don't even feel like getting up out of the bed in the morning. Folk don't know what you have to go through sometimes just to get out of the bed considering all the things you've experienced in your life. But what separates us from this world is that the world checks out when they can't handle a situation. We look up. Can I say that again? When the world checks out, we lift our eyes unto the hills from which cometh our strength, our help cometh from the Lord. Anyone in, in here ever had to look up and say, God, I don't understand, but I still trust you. I, I, I don't have an answer for this, but I still trust you. Look, I have come to the conclusion that even as a pastor, I don't try to make up answers. Worst thing you can do is try to develop some false theology. For, for, for what, what, what messes a lot of people up is that you think you have to have an answer for everything. I, I've been around long enough to know there are some answers, that there are some things that I just cannot explain. There are some things that all I can say is, baby, you've got to trust God. I, I don't have an answer for this. Okay, well, this has to make me feel better. Tell me why God allowed this to happen. I said, I can't tell you that. I can't speak for the mind and the intentions of God. But this I know, that even when he doesn't do what I've asked him to do, he is still my God. He is still a very present help in the time of trouble. Can you praise God on a bad day? 
Can, can you worship God? Can, can you say, Lord, I trust you? And things fall apart in your life because they will. Look at somebody and say they will. Listen, in this text that God has given us for this third message of our series, this text involves a powerful testimony of a man by the name of Job. Job, one of the greatest examples in the Bible of trusting in God when one's faith is under fire. Uh, we don't know very much about Job, only what is recorded. Job is a mystical character in the Bible, so much so that there are some scholars that believe it's allegory, and they believe that it is more of a parable than a real-life example, but I don't subscribe to that. I, I think Job was a real man who had real problems. Here's what we do know about Job. Chapter 1 and verse 1 of the book of Job, the New Living Translation says this, and this is so important for you to understand this about Job. That is why Job was able to go through something. It says, and I quote, it says, Job, a man of complete integrity. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity, one that feareth God, reverenced God, and stayed away from evil. So what it tells us about Job, the reason he could trust God doing his valley experiences is because he had integrity. He was one who reverenced God, who, who, who honored God, and he did not walk with evil. He's, you, you can't hang out with demons and wonder why you can't get a prayer through. Preach, Pastor Jackson. You see, you, you can't be involved with diabolical evil situations and wonder why your life is falling apart. Amen. Uh, Job stayed away from evil. Here's what the Bible tells us about Job. This is what we know. Job was a wealthy and a prosperous man, yet Job was faithful. Job had many friends and admirers, but yet Job was humble. It is said about Job that perhaps Job was living his best life. Let me share with you how well off Job was. Chapter 1 and verses 2 and 3, the New Living Translation, says this about Job. Let me just show you how blessed he was. He had seven sons and three daughters. This is important to remember. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen. Not just 500 oxen, 500 teams of oxen, 500 female donkeys. Why oh, didn't count the men donkeys? <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe, maybe because they're hard-headed and stubborn. I don't know. I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying. I mean, he also had many servants. He was, in fact, look at what the scripture says, the richest person in the entire area. But yet, he trusts God and worships God. See, see, Job. Job, Job just didn't start trusting God. He trusted God every step of the way. 
But here is what the Bible tells us. Job's situation quickly changed. It changed quickly and dramatically. Somebody will say shift. It shift. You, you've got to prepare for the shifts in life. If, if you think every day is going to be nothing but days of prosperity, then you are well, uh, you are making a big error. And I said to the church this morning at 8, and this is so important, the problem with the generation that we live in, we've come up in this prosperity gospel generation where folk have told us that, that, that God's going to bless you uh, over and over again and you don't ever have to go through anything and everything you touch is going to be blessed and that can happen and it sometimes does happen but it doesn't always happen and sometimes things go from good to bad to worse or the country folks say wassa y'all know that's a country word okay <laughs> It, 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 it goes that way. Now, the issue is, can you still trust God when it's wassa? I, I know you can shout when your ship comes in. I know you can shout when God turns things around in your life. But what happens after the shift? Ooh, preach Pastor Jackson. Can you still bless God when things dramatically change in your life? Look at chapter 1, verses 13 to verse 19. Once again, look at the living, New Living Translation. Uh, things shift in Job's life. Look at verse 13. Says, One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house. Now, put a pen there, and when you go home, go back and read verses 4 and 5. And here's what it says, Mother Jackson. Y'all don't have to go there upstairs, but let me just put it in some context. Job was so righteous that Job prayed for the sins of his children. The Bible said, Job, Job, Job didn't even pray for his own misgivings. He said, Lord, bless my children when they sin. I pray that you cover them and protect them. Now look at what happened. Verse 14 says, a messenger, somebody say, one day, all these things happen at the same time, one day. One morning, he woke up, the richest man in the land, and then things began to shift. May I preach this? A messenger, the first messenger, arrived at Job's house with the news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys, feeding beside them, when the enemies raided us and stole all the animals and killed all the farm hands. And I am the only one who escaped to tell you what happened. Now, that was not bad enough. Look at the next verse. It says just, while he was still speaking. Uh, verse 16 says, while he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. <laughs> the fire of God has fallen from heaven and burnt up your sheep. 
and all, look at what verse 17 says, it burnt up your sheep and all the shepherds, and I am the only one who escaped to tell you what happened. Something else happened while he was still speaking. Look at what the scripture said. While he was still speaking, another messenger came, and they said this. They arrived with this news. Three bands of Shadian raiders, your enemies, have stolen your camels and killed your servants. And once again, I am the only one left. Three messages, one behind each other, all with bad news. Somebody excuse the grammar, but somebody say, what's up? Good God Almighty. How can it get any worse? Three messengers, three messengers of bad news, and here is how it becomes even worse. Verse 18, ah, you, you can lose some stuff. But when you lose your children, oh, can I, 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 I can't even imagine how Joe was, I, I know how I felt when my children were sick and when they were going through some things in their life. But can you imagine bearing 10 children? Can you imagine seven sons and three daughters? Can you imagine a funeral with ten caskets stretched across the altar? While the third messenger was still speaking, the fourth messenger arrived. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's house and suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and it hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed. And this is news that no parent wants to hear. And all your children are dead. Can I preach to somebody? Not one. I, I, Deacon Smith, Sister Smith, I went with you. I, I, I couldn't even imagine what you went through burying your daughter. But what if every child you have dies at one time, Deacon Wesley? Ooh, what are you going to do when it gets to the point that there is a dramatic shift in your fortunes? You wake up one morning and everything is all right. And before the day has end, you've lost everything you possess. And before the sun went down, you've got the news that no parent will want to hear. You've lost all 10 of your children at one time. However, my brothers and sisters, take notice of how Job responded to this dramatic shift in his life. Now, the question is, what are you going to do when things shift? Can I ask you a question? Look at somebody and say, how will you handle the shift? Uh, what are you going to do when you wake up one morning and you lose your job? 
There's a young man now that don't even go to this church. And I've been ministering to him when Palmetto Health merged with Greenville Hospital. He and his young family had a tremendous job making over six figures. He called me and he said, Pastor Jackson, he says, I woke up that morning to go to work. I had an email in my box that says, meet me downstairs. We've got some things we want to talk to you about. He went downstairs and they told him, as of today, you have no job. You've got two hours to go back and clean. He said, well, have I done anything wrong? You did a fantastic job. You were an exemplary employee. But we've decided to merge the institutions. And we don't need all the people we have. Somebody's got to go. One day he woke up. And he went from being a young man with young school-age children making over $100,000 a year to six months later. I talked to him last week from Charleston, and he was on the phone, and he says, Pastor Jackson, it's been six months. My unemployment is running out. He says, I got to trust God, and all I can tell him is that you've got to trust him when you can't trace him. Look at somebody and say, what are you going to do when things shift? You can praise him now. But what if when things shift, what will your response be? Look how Job responded. The Bible tells us in the first chapter, the 20th verse, through the 22nd verse, the New Living Translation, it says this, the last clause of that verse says, then he shaved his head and he fell to the ground to worship. Somebody ought to know how to worship God at your worst moments. You think you got it bad. I, I told my wife last week when I talked to this young man, I said, I can't complain. He was crying on the phone. He said, I'll do anything. I, he said, I've been out hustling. I'll sell cans. I'll do, I got to support my family. I'll do anything, but I still worship. This young man is a minister at another church. And he said, I've got to go right now, Pastor Jackson. I'm about to go to church. And I'm about to pray to God. I said, what a mighty a demonstration of faith that in the midst of calamities, you still know how to worship God. I need some worshipers in here that know how to give God your best praise on your worst day. <coughs> Come on and praise him. Look at somebody and say, can you still praise God? Job fell to the ground and he began to worship God. And he said, naked out of my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. But this is the part that I like. He said, the Lord has given me what I have. And the Lord can take it away. Then the last clause said, praise the name of the Lord. Can you praise him when you lose some stuff? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall always be.
be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. You've got 30 seconds to put your best praise over whatever situation is going on in your... Don't you fool me now. Don't fool me now. Somebody ought to get on the devil's nerve. If you can stand, stand and shake your finger in the devil's face and say, I still have a praise. Still got my... I feel something about to break out in here. Verse 22 says in all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Job never said, it's your fault. He never said, God, you are an awful God. Uh, you never should have allowed this to happen. Job kept the faith in all of this. I told the church this morning, 15 years ago, Mother, I preached a message called, In All of This. Somebody still got a praise in all of this. In fact, I'm preaching at 3 o'clock today a message called, After This. How many of you can still praise God in all of this? Look at somebody and say, After all the things I've been through, he stole your family. He tried to take your job. He messed with your help, but he could not mess with your praise. Somebody in here have learned to praise God through all kinds of situations. I need some witnesses. Anybody want to help me? Praise God. Look at somebody and say, I don't look like what I've been through. Tell him behind this glory is a story that God is good all the time. You've got 30 seconds to put your best praise over what God has done. Listen. That was phase one of Job's trials and tribulation. <laughs> phase one, he lost his stuff. He lost his children. Phase two, he lost his health and the confidence of his wife. Whew. Satan went back to God. He said, listen here. I got to talk to you because I, I know that Job is still trying to hold on. Uh, but you've got to understand if you allow me to just touch his body and just afflict his body, then, then I'll make him curse you to your face. See, Satan mistakenly thought that Job's relationship with God was predicated over what Job had. Ooh, can I preach? Folk look at you and they think the reason you come to church is because you got something. They say, Deacon Parker, if I worked for the University of South Carolina, if I had the job you had, I'll be praising God too. But they don't know the story 
that preceded your glory. Can I say that again? Uh, let me look at somebody, grab your neighbor by the hand and say, there is a story that preceded my glory. Before I was blessed like this, I still love God. I still praise God. I know how to praise him, broke sick and by myself. Come on, somebody. Somebody ought to give God a praise. Job's trials and tribulation had three phases. Phase one, took his stuff, touched uh, his children. Phase two, touched his health and took the confidence of his wife. What happened to Mrs. Job? You were all smiling when you were bougieing around town. You were all right when you had your Louis pocketbook and your fake nails and riding around with your brand new car every week. But what if things shift? Don't y'all marry anybody that can't hang in with you when you're broke. See, after... Job's body was touched. Here comes Mrs. Job. Remember the word that we found in the first chapter? He was a man of integrity. Listen to what she says. Do you still hold firm to your integrity? Why don't you curse God and die? In other words, she was saying, let me out of this relationship. And since I can't divorce you because folk will look at me real bad, why don't you just check out? In other words, she was telling Job, commit suicide. Good God, um, go ahead and just kill yourself. Just, I need to get out of this. I, I, at least you got some life insurance. I can live off that a little while. But I didn't sign up for this. Woman, you speak as one who is foolish. Woo! The Lord give and the Lord can take it away. But listen to what Job says in the text scripture. Chapter 13, verse 50. First phase, Job lost his stuff and his children. Second phase, Job lost his health and the confidence of his wife. Third phase, Job lost the trust of his friends. The rest of the book of Job is nothing but a dialogue between Job and his friends. And they respond to him, he respond back to them. They even had the unmitigated gall to say to Job that, Job, we sit here with you and we have concluded that the reason you're doing so bad is that you messed up. You sinned. And if you had not done wrong, brother, you wouldn't be in this shape. What kind of friends are they? Job called them miserable comforters. Some of you got some folk in your life. If you don't have anybody in your life who can stick by you when you hit rock bottom, you need to just evict them out of your life right now. You need to go back and you need to say to all your friends, can you stick by me if I don't have anything? And then you need folk that will stick by you. None of them stood by Job. 
They came. They talked about him. They left Job feeling worse than what he was before. But then Job uttered these most powerful and profound words. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Job, they said that Job, God, listen to this. This is, this is what precedes this. They said that Job, and now Job didn't necessarily agree with this, but they said, God has slain you. It is God that is punishing you. What do you have to say for yourself? Job lifted up his head. Ah, chapter 13 and verse 15. Though he slay me. I need some Holy Ghost filled folk to know you're going to still trust God even if you do think God is allowing this to happen in your life. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Job said, I've got news for you miserable comforters. I'm still going to trust God. If you think I'm going to stop trusting God because of what you said, the devil is a liar. Somebody in here still trust God. You've got about 20 seconds to put a good praise on Lord, I still trust you. Let me finish this because we, we've got a special service on Tuesday night, but let me get to this. Chapter 23, can I finish this? Verse number 10. Woo. Uh, here's what Satan did not know. Satan thought that Job's success uh, and Job's faithfulness was all based on Job with what he had. But Job said this. This is what Job knew that the devil didn't know. Chapter 23 and verse 10, it says, but he knows the way that I take. Talking about God. But when he has tests me. Woo, all I need is about 50 folk because maybe all of you can't deal with this. But when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Is there anybody? Here's what I want you to do. I want to get on the devil's nerve. Touch somebody quick. Say, I'm coming out of this. And when I come out of this, I'm going to be better than what I was when I went through. You don't know it yet, but God allowed me to go through this. Come on, come on. Encourage somebody. Encourage somebody. <laughs> Say, I'm coming out. <laughs> Woo! Touched his body, but he still trusted him. Friends left him, but he still trusted him. Job's trust and relationship with God was never predicated on what Job had. It was all predicated on what he knew about his God. I want to leave you with a powerful word that is found in Job chapter 19, verses 25 and 27. As everybody stand to your feet, I want you to see this. Because God says the reason you are going to make it is not because of the stuff that I give you. But you know something about me that other folk don't know. 
<laughs> can, can I get a witness? Shake your head and say yes. Deacon Nesbitt, what you know about Jesus? Thank you, Mother Maddie Harris. We know something that other folk don't know. And they wonder how come you can go through what you've gone through and you have not lost your mind. Uh, if, if I had gone through what you went through, I wouldn't be here today. It's because you know something. Job knew something. Chapter 19, verses 25 and 27. Job said, for I know that my Redeemer woo, lives. Get you a praise partner and say, I know something about God. I know he still lives. I, I know he's still a healer. I, I know he's still a way maker. I, I know he's still a heart fixer and a mind regulator. I know that my Redeemer lives and he stands on the last on earth Verse 26, and after my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God. Anybody know you're going to see him? Anybody know that you're going to see him? You may lose everything, but everything is going to be all right. Whom I shall see for myself. Mine eyes shall behold not another, how my heart yearns within. This I know, that everything is going to be all right. Look at somebody and say, this I know, that I can still trust him. I know that I serve a turnaround God. I know that I serve a God who can shift things again. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready for the second shift. The first shift was when you lost some stuff. The second shift is when God is about to give it back. <laughs> oh, get somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, God's about to shift things. God's about to shake it. God's about to shift things. God's about to turn things around. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready. Come on, leave your seat. Run down these aisles. Meet me at the altars. Get ready. Get ready. Get, 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 get. Shift God. Somebody say shift to God. Turn it around. Shift. 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 Job chapter 42 and verse 10, the New King James Version. Come on, stand up here. Look at somebody said, God's about to shift it again. And the Lord, ah, uh, and the Lord restored. One translation said, the King James says, and God turned the captivity of Job. New King James said, and the Lord restored Job's losses ah, when he 
prayed for those same friends who gave up on him. You've got to learn how to pray for the demons that are trying to destroy you. You've got to learn how to pray for folk that don't want you to succeed. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Tell somebody, get ready, get ready. And God gave Job twice as much as he had before. Put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. Come on and praise him. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I still trust you. Lord, I still trust you. Lord, I still trust you. Anybody went through anything? Lord, I still trust you. Leave your seat and stand in the aisleways and say, Lord, I still trust you. Get ready! Get ready! Get ready! Get ready! Things are about to shift again! Things are about to shift again! Lift those hands all over this place. And the Lord restored the losses of Job when he prayed for his friends. And God gave Job, verse 10, chapter 42, twice as much as he had before. Leave that right there on the board. I'm about to speak prophetically in somebody's life. Grab somebody by the hand and say, this is a prophecy over your life. Somebody's getting ready to speak prophetically. Woo! Come on, come on, come on. Tell somebody this is, this, this is a prophecy. Come here, Tashan. I speak this over your life, young man. Grab some, everybody touch somebody. I don't care where you are, just quiet members. Uh, just grab somebody. Ooh. Says God is about to shift some things in your life. And you will get double for your trouble. somebody come on Zion come on come on get ready for the shift get ready for the shift get ready get ready get ready leave your seat let me pray for you 
Come on, everybody that's standing at this altar. I stretch my hand over this altar and say prophetically, and I don't make myself to be anything other than a human being being used by God at this moment. Whew. But God told me to say this. God said, I've seen your troubles. I've seen your tears. And before your life is over, I will restore unto you everything you lost. Somebody is about to get double for your trouble. Get ready for the shift. Get ready. Anybody feel the shift? Tell your neighbor, I feel it, I feel it, I feel, I feel the shift. God's getting ready to shift some things. Shift it, Lord. There's a miracle in this house with your name on it. There's a breakthrough in this house with your name on it. Anybody know? Put a praise on it. Put a praise. There's Come on, Francis, and tell her. Praises. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a breakthrough in this room, and it's got your name on it. Go put your hands on somebody's shoulders. So I'm gonna put a praise on it. Somebody put a praise on it. Somebody put a praise. There's a miracle. There's a miracle in this room Woo! with your name on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a healing in this room with your name. And it's here for you. There's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough in this room. And it's got your name. There's a miracle! There's a miracle in this room! And it's got your name on it! There's a healing in this room! Come on, lift those hands!
Come on. Lift those hands. Get ready for another shift. Get ready for another shift. Get ready. Get ready. partner find you a prayer partner put your arms around their shoulders and say get ready for another shift God is about to shift things in your favor come on church come on church I dare you to praise him. Praise him like you believe it. Praise him like you're ready for it. Praise him like God is up to something. Oh, y'all excuse us, but we're getting ready. for you to get ready for the shift you've got to trust God Richard Smallwood says I'll be with you God says I'll be with you if you would only trust me I'm hearing God say to Bible way trust me I'm hearing God say to those of you that are viewing my way of internet trust me I'm hearing God say to those of you that are listening by way of radio trust me I'll never leave you if you only trust me I'll fight your battle Woo! let me say it again so every demon from the pits of hell can hear me God says I'll fight your battle if you only trust me. Come on, quiet. Ooh. Lift those hands. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Something is happening. Something is going on. God's destroying some yokes. God's breaking some shackles. Somebody's being set free. Something is going on in the balcony. Something is going on right now.
those hands, come on. Uh, God said, trust me. Listen, I want you to hear the words of this song. Thank you for your patience this day. But the only way you can make it through this is that you've got to declare as Job did in chapter 13 and verse 15. And though he slay me, yet will I trust you. Anybody know that God will be with you? I don't care what you're going through. God says he'll be right there with you. If you only trust me, God says. Listen, sing, I will. God is speaking to you right now. I, I will be Speak to us, Lord. Tell us, I will. I will be If you only have. If you will only trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. Is there anyone in here believe that? I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. I'm hearing God says, I'll never leave you. If you only, if you will only trust me, God said, trust me. Trust me. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. I'll find your Tell every demon in your life. That God will fight your battle. I'll fight yeah. Your Somebody ought to declare that God said, I'll, I'll fight. fight your um, if you will only trust me. trust me. I'm hearing God say to us, Trust me. Ah, thank you, Lord. Trust me. For I am. I have all. I will. I will. I will deliver. If you will only, if you will only uh, trust speak me. to us, Lord, and say, trust me. Trust me. Ooh. Trust 
Come on and tell them, take it up quiet. I am God. That I am. I have all power. I will deliver. Trust me, God said. Though you slay me, I'll still trust you. Listen, lift those hands. When your faith is under fire, when you have the kind of day that Job had, when things go from good to bad to worse, when things go to catastrophic, you lose almost everything here's the question do you have the relationship that you can still trust in it's all about a relationship the Lord appreciate the fact that you come to church but sitting in the pews is not a relationship a relationship is when you get to know God on a personal level when you commit your life to God to do all you can I am not perfect God but here I am a man of integrity a man that reverenced God and stayed away from evil Whew. that's the kind of relationship that when God sees that God says, I will restore unto you all that the enemy has taken away. Look at somebody and say, get ready for the second shift. First shift is when things went bad. God says, I'm about to shift it again. Amen. Amen. Catch someone by the hand. Close those eyes. Now listen. Someone in here today, God is speaking to you. And here's what I challenge you to do. I want you to be bold enough to step out after this prayer and just meet me at the altar. If you want a closer relationship with God, if you want to be able to trust God during your worst times, you haven't always been able to do that. You meet me at this altar. We're going to walk you through a process that you develop such a relationship with God. Ooh. Close those eyes, if you will. Lord, we thank you. We, we bless you. We honor you this day. Job declared, though he slay me, yet will I trust him we still trust you <laughs> when we can't trace you we still trust you when our hearts are broken when our spirits are crushed we still trust you someone in here today 
that want to develop a relationship of trust. Whew. Help them, Lord. See through their pain. Help them press their way through their disappointments. Someone in here who's been wounded by someone they thought cared for them. What you realize is that you can't depend on humanity. We've got the trust in the Lord. Thank you, God, for it is already done. And we say in your name we pray and give thanks. And those who know it is already done said amen. amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, I still trust him. Come on, if you're here, <coughs> walk down those aisles if you're here and stand. God is calling somebody. Come on, quiet. Take it up. If you want to make that decision. Somebody, pass the Lord. Others are coming. Come on, stand right here at this altar. I am. Somebody else is coming. Look at God. at God. Trust me. Somebody else is coming. Come on, trust me. Amen. Amen. This young lady buried her husband yesterday. Yesterday. She's at this altar with her two children right now. Somebody stretch your hand here. Anybody in here has ever buried a husband before? If you're in here and you've buried a husband, come here quickly. I just come in, stand around. Come on, put a fence around her. Thank you, Sister Myers and others. Listen, baby, these are angels around you. I'm not talking about folk that think they know what you're going through. These are folk who know exactly what you're going through. Come on. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Ooh. Look at these two young children. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Some of you know. You know Carmen. You know Sister Myers. Young son. Young son. One years old. Sister Myers' son was young, one years old. Her husband was a police officer who died in the line of duty. Ooh. But look at her now. Her son graduated from high school with honors. Just this year, finished his first year of college. Don't tell me what God can do. Amen. Y'all have to excuse us. Amen. If you've got to go, we understand. But somebody's being blessed right now. Amen. Point your hands this way. Anybody else? Eternal Father, we thank you. It is already done. We thank you for those who've come to join this congregation to give their life to the Lord. We thank you for this young mother her young children stand here today look at these angels around her those who walked in her shoes telling her it's going to be all right thank you lord for some of these women are going to adopt you they're, they're going to get your number and they're going to stay in touch because they want you to know that you serve a god who won't ever leave you 
but God will always be there by your side. Lord, we thank you in advance. These children will grow up. <laughs> they will finish school. They will go to college. They will be successful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It is already done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap those hands, somebody. Come on, come on, quiet. Yeah, God bless you. As we take these in the back, those that are committing, come on, Sister Tamika, as we take those things. Our, our altar staff, amen. Come get me. God bless you. They came in. Come on. Come on, quiet. Tell them, yeah, yeah. Only trust me. You all pray for this. Come on, give God a hand for those that are walking down there. Come on, yeah. Say it one more time just for this mama right here. Trust me. God said, trust me. For I am listening. Ooh, punch your hands this way. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Deliver. If if you only trust, that's what God says. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Give God a praise for the word of God.